When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Second and goal. Cook again. Right side. Walks in. Touchdown, Minnesota. Is waiting for a signal in for the touchdown. Third of the day for Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. Man, takes the lead. Screen. They've got some blocking. Cook taking advantage. First down and more. Dalvin Cook breaking free into the open. Cook all the way. Touchdown, Minnesota. Now that's uh, Dalvin Cook doing his best job to sabotage the tank for Trevor movement for those of you Vikings fans who celebrate. But uh, on the other side, the Vikings kept their season alive. We're gonna we're gonna put the current season on pause to start the show today in just a second, and we are gonna unleash Declan Goff, amateur film watcher. Declan Goff is gonna do a deep dive into one of the top quarterback prospects. He stayed up late over the weekend. We'll dive into that. Uh, we're expected to be joined by Randy in Cottage Grove for what I would assume to be a stud stable today on Mackie and Judd. But a quick shout out to Federated. Federated Mutual Insurance Company has been helping business owners in the Twin Cities for over a hundred years. You can find them on Twitter now too. Think about how much they've evolved. You think about the early 1900s; they're sending letters to people. Now they're on Twitter at Federated INS. Fresh, relevant risk management content on a variety of topics that could impact your business, including employment practices, uh, gender identification in the workplace, and all kinds of other topics that you might need help navigating. Uh, you can find out more information about the resources that Federated provides at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated Insurance, it's always our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chuck on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to the show. Mackie and Judd, you can find us in audio form always, Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. You can also find us, for people wondering, are you guys still on the radio? Yes, you can find us between 5 and 6 o'clock on Scornorth Radio, AM 1500 in the Twin Cities, or scorenorth.com. We also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash scorenorthmn. For all of our daily deep dive Vikings conversations, it's Purple Daily, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. And also YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. Declan is in week two of a quarantine here. Judd and I are COVID-free. If we didn't say that yesterday, we're, we're, we're back in the studio. We're back rocking it. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's worth, at the start of the show here, gentlemen, just pointing out the magnitude of today. And as we sit here on this Tuesday, November 3rd, and I mean, listen, we're not idiots. If this thing goes the wrong way today... 
I could see people in the streets. I could see I could see all kinds of uprising. Well, yeah. If the Vikings don't make a trade sometime before three o'clock, <laughs> that's what you're talking about, right? I mean, that's if not- they don't trade Kyle Rudolph, yeah, Riley Reef, yes, peak value, yes, I could see I- major clashing. Major clashing today Talk on this about Tuesday, November 3rd. A potential failure to make the most of a golden opportunity, right? I mean, I mean seriously. Just, uh, you've got guys like Riley Reef on the ticket. You've got guys like Kyle, Anthony Harris. You have a chance to make this roster great again. Exactly you right. You do not want to pass that opportunity up on this Tuesday, November yep. 3rd, NFL I trade sent you deadline last night. I sent you guys both a text last night. I was nervous. I was apprehensive. I, was, I could barely sleep. Because, I mean... The clock's ticking. I expected a trade to be made three days ago. Okay, so a lot of people are probably going to be listening to this after the trade deadline has passed, but just to get it on the record, do you guys think if I set the over-under at .5 trades for the Vikings between, like, over the next five or six hours, whenever we're recording this late morning, <laughs> I'm not sold that they're going to make a trade. I don't. I think Riley Reef might be your left tackle in this game against the Lions this weekend. Kyle Rudolph might get 40 snaps against the Lions. How do you not trade Kyle? Like, what is the incentive? There are teams that need uh, tight ends, and you're basically, you should be willing to give him away. Like, he should not. The Reef one, I sort of get your point. Because, you know, on Reef, I'm not going to trade him for a sixth-round pick, okay? I'm just probably not. Yeah. But Rudolph? Rudolph, give me a ham sandwich for him. Yeah, I mean, Reef, think about this. I like- know you. I mean, he's a good guy, but I have no use. Like, any asset I can get for 21, I trade him for. And Riley Reef is a guy that, Without really much penalty at all, I don't have his his cap information in front of me, but that's like there's not a, exactly a huge amount of dead money left on the contract after this year. So Correct. you can get rid of the contract after 2020, anyways. So you wouldn't just trade him for like a seventh round pick, like that wouldn't make sense. Correct. But there's some there's some left tackle starved teams right now that are looking to do some damage in the playoffs. The Baltimore Ravens are one of them. If you could get like a third round pick or better for Riley Reef, I think you have to pull the trigger. Today. If, if the Vikings do not make moves based on the ability to get assets for the future because they, they won in Green Bay, I'm going to, to Egan with a picket and I'm going to stand outside with that sign. You're going to exercise your uh, right. Exactly right. To protest the Vikings Exa- front office. Exactly. I don't, you know what? <laughs> don't try to not pay attention, don't try and suppress. My feelings about your team. All right, I'm tired of it. I, I can I can see Judd and Stella marching down Minnetonka Boulevard right now on their way to on their way to TCU. Tell me you know how long that walk would be. <laughs> I know we're, we're way hey. too lazy to march that. We'll mar- We'll drive and then march. How about that? <laughs> so uh, so gentlemen, let's let's get into it. We're going to put the current season on pause for just a moment. We had plans to do this win or lose for the Vikings. We are going to unleash Declan Goff. I don't know if it's going to be a weekly thing, but there's definitely a handful of quarterbacks and maybe even other things beyond quarterbacks. And this is going to be a new segment that we call football. Dex watches the film. Declan Goff stayed up late on Saturday night to watch film. Now, did you watch just the live film of BYU's Zach Wilson or did you go back and like intricately break down? The all 22. Like, what was your process before we get your thoughts on Zach Wilson? So, so I, I watched the game live. I watched the game live at a couple Corona hard Celsius for the first time in my quarantine. I, oh, I've, I've actually I avoided alcohol for seven days. I don't know if I've ever done that since becoming a legal 21 year old adult. Um, so that was a big that was a big moment for me just in general. Uh, but, you know, I cracked up a couple Corona hard Celsius. That was a 915 kickoff. So I was like, all right, I need a little something here to, to keep me going. So people need caffeine. I need seltzers. So I uh, cracked open a couple Coronas, turned on the game live. 
I went back and watched a couple throws. I didn't go back and do all the 22. Because I, I had a pretty good assumption of who this guy was after watching him live for four quarters. I think Randy and Cottage Grove is the one that said you need how many how many players on an NFL sideline during like, active players forty six. Yeah, I think that's right. So he yeah. he advocates looking at the all what's the math the all ninety two yeah. film last year it was genius because you got to make sure that you're you're catching all the body language it's on body the sidelines. That's exactly yeah. right. You don't want some pouty loser like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, team's down by ten. I'm going to pout. I want to see that on the all <laughs> or certain Vikings. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it happens. So, Declan Goff, here we go. Amateur scout, Dex watches the film. What were your observations on potential Vikings draft candidate BYU's Zach Wilson? Well, boys, this guy, this guy can play. Let me just start off with that. This guy can play. I think the number one thing that I was really impressed by was this kid's arm strength. The guy has an absolute cannon for an arm and i'm thinking byu yeah i know steve young went there but it's byu like Dude, jim mcmahon, jim McMahon, jim McMahon. Yeah. it's oh, got jim a long McMahon. history of one, great quarterbacks one of the detmers went there right yeah ty detmer Th- yes one of the yes but it, it, but in my you know amazing lifetime of 27 almost 28 years like no one really does it for me from byu like what jimmer for debt from the basketball team like who, who was the most <laughs> was notable last athlete from byu over the last 15 years you know i i, Dude, I jimmer really for debt dropped like 50 points in a chinese league game one time yeah, it was damn yeah. good played for the sacramento he kings he was a, he, uh, he was a g league wonder for a couple of years there well, I, I was pretty actually i just saw speaking of old tweets exposed there was an old declan facebook status on jimmer for debt a couple days ago from 2012 so i i i definitely have some of those jimmer for debt takes quit, that bar- are quit burying the report what what is the goods on this kid we need to know <laughs> All right. i don't care about jimmer for one i love that he had a cannon i also like that the byu offense runs no huddle so that to me i i'm always impressed by that whether because i yeah. think that's really you can translate that to the nfl game because there's a lot of quarterbacks that look and especially the college ones you know they have the the burton ernie signs and all the hilarious things that go into play calling in the in, in college ranks and and here's and here's zach wilson stepping in no huddle mm-hmm. just going from tempo to tempo dropping bombs dropping dimes i was very impressed i think the number one thing this kid might be from byu but he was raised in a town that allows good footwork. So there, there's no footloose disease wow. in Zach Wilson's game, okay? There's no footloose disease. The guy can move his feet. He can roll out on bootlegs. He can scramble for the first down. Does he have happy he feet, though? I'd be worried stuff. about him having happy feet. I, I didn't notice any happy feet. I did not write down any negatives on the happy feet. But okay. I was very impressed with this kid's footwork that he was able to navigate in the pocket, roll out on bootlegs, also scramble for first downs. I thought that was a big plus. Judd, you watched some of that game too, right? Yeah. I mean, he made a throw. He dodged a couple defenders on one throw. I saw one throw. The the actual throw that impressed me the most by the kid was made on uh, an incomplete pass, but it was a perfect pass. So the receiver, I think, was double covered, and Wilson was under pressure. He basically, he didn't step up. He ran up in the pocket a little bit, let loose with this gorgeous throw, and his feet were not set. So, I mean, this is, to, yeah. De- to Dex's point, this is pure arm strength. Yeah, and the idiot BYU wide receiver yeah, can't it, but, catch but the But I don't care. But I, I don't give a damn. Cut that kid. What I saw right there, that was an NFL throw on the money. And guess who does catch that ball? Justin Jefferson. Yes, indeed. Justin Jefferson. Okay, so, big play. so let's keep going down this path. So you've sort of laid out yeah. the things that you've seen. Um, what's the thing that stood out to you that you were maybe raising a red flag with? What, what are the sure. what are the red flags, Declan Goff? The negatives. 
Yeah, yeah th- there was a couple negatives. I think he has a good he has a tendency to stare down receivers, mm. especially when he knows the deep shots aren't there. I noticed that a lot. He has a tendency to not move his eyes. And and when I'm being my amateur quarterback, I'm always looking for guys looking off and looking yeah. for the next play. When he sees his read, and this can be a problem with a certain quarterback in town right now. When the when the first read isn't there, what can you do? Can you can you adapt and get to the secondary read? So I, I think he has a little bit of an issue with staring down wide receivers. The second problem I, I noticed is although he has good arm strength and he has good touch on the ball, there was a couple intermediate throws where I would have appreciated a little bit more zip on it, a little bit more, a little more hum on that football. Really? And I, and I know there's there's some moments where sometimes like if you can throw you know a fifty yard bomb through the air, you should have no problem seeing guy fifteen yards pulling that old gunslinger and be able to fl- uh, fit it into a tight window. I noticed a couple throws where either he had a guy open or he was leading a wide receiver and he took a little too long to get there. So I, there there are some flags to his game so i think those were the two negatives that really stood out to me short throws or what short throw yeah like the like the five to 15 yards like the, the, the short to intermediate throws I, I love his touch on the ball for a bomb but there there were some short to intermediate throws where i noticed either he was staring down a wide receiver or you need to put a little bit more zip on it mm. so would you guys rather have the guy that just can sling a ball 70 yards over those mountains like uncle rico and he's very hit or miss on the 10 yard throws or or the opposite a guy who like like sometimes Teddy Bridgewater's the opposite, right? Where he yeah, he'll cock the back to throw it. Yeah. It's like it rolls end over end. Peyton Manning was kind of like, like a that punch. too. Ooh. I'll take the intermediate accuracy if I had to choose one or the other. You know, I, I think something that it reminded me of a little bit of, of of Josh Allen and the fact that yes, he can throw a good deep ball, right? Like we all know Josh Allen can throw a ball 60, 70 yards, no problem. But can he make the good throws intermediately, and can he be accurate in those short window throws? And I think that's – he's not a perfect comp for him by any means, but he, he did remind me a little bit of him. Okay, that's a good segue. My last question for you here. Uh, Dex watches the film, BYU's Zach Wilson. After watching him, a couple seltzers in, you watched him for three hours. Gun to the head, who is the NFL comp? Ooh, gun to the head. Right now, I did not think of the of the NFL comp, but I I, I think it, it probably is. There's some mobility, right? Josh Allen. I, I think I think it is Josh wait, Allen. Right wait, now. wait, 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 wait. D- does he did he have a problem with um, zip or or accuracy? Because the deep ball that the receiver didn't mm-hmm. catch was incredibly accurate. That's not yes. Allen. That's not right. him. So so, but if you're if you're talking about a problem with the progression on reads and zip mm-hmm. that's that's actually fixable right if he can't hit the broadside of a barn that's not fixable <laughs> no i i think it's more of the zip he, he's definitely more accurate i think than than josh allen is okay. but there, there was great just with with the way he he because he, josh allen can move his feet too i mean josh allen's Absolutely. a very good running quarterback as well Absolutely. so i think that's where i kind of I kind of put those two together, but and, and a lot of big boards have him still in between that twenty and thirty range. No one has him yet in the top fifteen or top ten. Obviously, we've seen guys' stock rise very close to after the college ranks. We've seen guys like Teddy Bridgewater, who was who was supposed to be the number one overall pick, fall all the way to thirty two because he has a horrible pro day. So there's a lot of time that you know can can really shift up his spot in the draft order. Combine, but yeah. if if the Vikings are like they're picking tenth, I believe right now if the draft started today. I don't think Tankathon.com is down. You want you want to talk about national conspiracies. Tankathon.com is down right now, damn it. Oh my what? god. So what's going on with this the, country? Oh, it's ridiculous. I think the latest mock draft Depressed. had hit, uh, on Tankathon yesterday had him going to the Chicago Bears. Wow. Okay, I, would, I do not like that idea. I do not like that one bit. 
You don't like I it don't for either. who? For the Bears or, or the, the Vikings no, are going to let the their Vikings. quarterback get away? for the Vikings. No, but I think the fact that the Bears are going to draft him just automatically means he's going to be crappy and a free agent <laughs> in four years. This so kind of intrigues I, me. I'm very intrigued, I, guys. I, I think he has a better ch- I think if you're asking me, like, who has a better chance of moving up as, like, the presumed number three quarterback off the board, because we know Fields and Lawrence are one and two. Um, I, I think he has a better chance of jumping up than Trey Lance just Trey Lance does just because I think with what he's been able to do this season. Remember, Trey Lance has only played the one game. Yeah, Trey Lance is only going to fall at this point. Unless yeah. he, well, I mean, he, he'll go to the combine and say, put up some ridiculous that numbers. That could definitely stuff. change that for Trey Lance. Because mm-hmm. even Carson Wentz, I mean, he had good pro days and good things like that that vaulted him up. You know, like he, he had he had the season of, of, of an body of work to move him up to number two. I think Trey Lance, if, if he, people have him at seven, eight right now, I don't see him going up. Anywhere more okay. than that. What do we think about the fact that Zach, uh, what did I, Zach Wilson, Zach, what, the BYU yep, kid, yep, just go uh, with the BYU the kid. BYU it's kid. what the show calls him. <laughs> what do we, what do we think about the fact that he looks like a twelve-year-old with a headband? Are you no, talking about Zach Wilson or no, Declan? Goff? No offense, he looks Declan. like Dec- He looks like Declan. Yeah. He, Who cares? He literally looks like he hasn't shaved yet, and he's like twenty. I don't care. I don't look care. at this quarantine beard I am rocking right now. I haven't <laughs> Actually, shaved you know since what, though? testing positive. You know what? Phil's point is going to be proven true. Do you? Realize Trey Lance and the B what why you kid. Do you realize that they ultimately are going to be partially judged on questions like, do you like dogs or donkeys more? <laughs> At the I, I'm dead serious. Like Trey Lance has played one game. They're gonna put him through the ringer of blue sky or gray sky. And then teams are gonna be like, oh, that means something. Let's judge him on that. Yeah. I like the kid. I think he's got potential. And, and if Dex's points are true, I think what Declan's talking about are fixable things mm-hmm. because if you can't throw accurately, you're probably just Actually, in trouble. You know, it's funny when you go back and cross-reference just some of the scouting reports on like Pat Mahomes and other quarterbacks that had flaws, right? And I'm not comparing Zach Wilson to Pat Mahomes by any means yet, but the big knock on Pat Mahomes was oh, he's got a big arm, but he's kind of reckless and he's not very accurate, right? It's like, all right, well, he either fixed that in the first year sitting behind Alex Smith or it was all overblown anyways yeah. and it or, was just or the one thing the one thing that we never discuss across the board enough in this um discussion to me is this one coaching like we don't like we're always like well the bears you know he just got to the bears and Mitchell Trubisky sucks does he really suck i mean does does daniel jones suck or is he with a team? And I'm not saying he's great. I think Daniel Jones, I think Daniel point, Jones is a bust. But yeah, your point's but, taken. But the point being is, is we never say, you know, that coaching staff might have just been plain brutal. Absolutely. Sam I mean, Darnold. Sam Darnold's the prime he's example. He's being ruined. He's being actively ruined. Yep. Did you see who was it? Uh, was it the Jets linebacker who got traded yesterday? And he changed his, I think it was his Twitter, uh, like the top banner image on your Twitter account. Yep. Yeah. And I think I don't think this was a Photoshop job. It was like him in a full Jets uniform standing on the sidewalk, like hailing a taxi cab. <laughs> it's <was just> like, <laughs> get, get me the hell out of here That's right awesome. now. So, all right, final question for you guys here. Uh, Dex watches the film BYU Zach Wilson. Let's say, let's say the Vikings are picking like between ten and fifteen, which it probably looks like it's headed that direction at this point, right? They're going to go like six and ten or something, and they're going to draft fourteenth. If they were to select him as the fourth quarterback off the board. In the middle of the first round, how would you guys feel about that? Declan, go ahead. You scout him. Right now, I wouldn't be too upset by it. And I know there there's a fear in us and there is a phobia in us from the Christian Ponder reaching at number 12 nine years ago. So, so, 
So naturally, there there is a there's a pause there. But I think you also to like to Rick's credit, he took the shot at the quarterback, and it didn't work. And it didn't work, and it didn't shipwreck the franchise by any means. There's a lot of punching bags with Christian Ponder, and he deserves it. But I respect the chance that he took the shot at the quarterback. So if Zach Wilson is, you know, 25th on Kuiper's big board, and the Vikings are picking 14th, if he's there, do it, man. Do it. Um, I am for shoot your shot. I don't know if I trust Rick. <laughs> I don't know if Rick is capable of judging QB play. Teddy was Norv's guy. Okay, and Norv, for all Norv's faults, Norv, Norv had a has a and had a good eye for that position. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, if I take out the Rick part of the equation and you just ask me, would I shoot my shot on the BYU kid? My answer is yes, I would. I would too. I think the question is so. Here's how. Here's the way I look at it. You know, obviously, like they have a lot more scouting information, uh, and Declan has a lot more scouting information than uh, the we do here. And Cronus Whoever you think the like the top six quarterbacks are in the draft, yeah, get one of them. Sure, mm-hmm. and and if it and then then it comes down to splitting hairs. Like, all right, are you are you, are the first three or four off the board, and you're picking in the first round, and you really didn't have that guy graded as a first round quarterback, and so now it comes down to like, are you reaching in the first round for a second round talent? I'm almost just kind of done with that stuff. They just need a talented young quarterback that doesn't make thirty three million dollars. Mm-hmm. So if they have to reach a little bit in the first round to take a shot on a guy that could be the most important player the next 10 years, I'm okay with the percentage chance that they whiff. That's where I'm at with it. So I think that's fair. Uh, and maybe Zach Wilson is higher than fit. Maybe he's maybe some teams way, have him as the second best quarterback on the board. If you are right, you have solved a problem for years. And let, let's say that you say going into the draft, the gamble is too big. All right. So. Instead, we're going to get creative. We're going to take another cornerback. And I am all for if you need a first round corner, no, that's fine. You do not but, need a first but, round corner. But what I'm, but you have nine what I'm saying is, your... is, is if you hit on the quarterback, you've hit on a position for eight to 10 years and it's solved all of your problems for the most part. Yes. If you hit on the cornerback, that's great and he's good. But on the scale of, oh my gosh, this changes my franchise. It's probably a two or three, right? Yes. The quarterback is probably an eight to a 10. We had someone when we, I can't remember if we, I tweeted something about the BYU kid a couple days ago on Twitter. Um, and I think I alluded to, hey, we're going to, we're going to have Declan. We're going to unleash Declan. He's going to watch the film all night tonight. First response back on Twitter, which obviously isn't representative was, can he play offensive line? And, and I totally get that argument from Vikings fans because the offensive line has been a problem and yeah. the, it, it was it was it was really good against Green Bay but yep. but do you want when I watch Zach Wilson and I think of the best possible version of him if he were to go to the NFL and be the best possible version of him which is a big arm down the field mobility a guy that can get away from pressure right that's the type of guy that makes it so that you don't need a perfect five-man offensive line. You can get away with having Pat Elfline at guard because your quarterback can move out of the way. Even last night, Tom Brady's like 45. Tom Brady is an old man playing football. Tom Brady is almost a Judd's age, for God's sakes. Now, he's also spent like 
a quarter of his life in hyperbaric chambers and eats kale for every I, meal. You don't know what I do away from the studio, okay? So don't That's bring true. that up. And even last night, I'm watching Tom Brady, you know, and he's he's like just slightly more mobile than a tree stump. Right, but but can, even he's able to sort of strafe left and yeah, right and avoid absolutely. pressure. So um, if you've got either a great pocket passer who senses the pressure, which Kirk doesn't, or you just have a guy that can get away from the pressure, it makes yeah. it so that you don't have to have a perfect offensive line. So that's where I stand. Um, it fixes other problems. And the question back to you on Twitter should have been, can he pitch? <laughs> Not yeah. can he play offensive line. We all know that the <laughs> damn twins are always drafting football players who can't pitch. Actually, I think the now that Kenta Maeda is in the top three for American League Cy Young Award, and now that, mm-hmm. now that they've got Jose Barrios shoved in a postseason game, I think the new twins question is, can uh, can he hit lefties? Oh, can he hit left-handed can he pitching? Base? Can he get on base? Can he can draw a walk? Just can he plate a run in a postseason game? Just yank him, okay? I mean, I just I hate to see the these guys pitch too much. Give him two. Percent, Give him the it, first two, it, and then get him the hell out of there, okay? Is his slugging percentage the same as Harmon Killebrew's at this point? In this <laughs> wow, God. A lot of grievances. Is his home run, is his home run rate as good as uh, Harmon Killebrew's through his first uh, two hundred and fifty games? You know what? Harmon, his contact stunk. His contact, his contact. I mean, have you seen it? His contact was very, very meh. Not so great. Uh, I think our guy Jay Will is calling here. Let me just okay. uh, let me punch him up here live here. Jay Will, what's up, brother? How what's going you? on, man? We are we're uh, we're live here on Mackie and Judd. I'm just potting you up because our producer Declan caught COVID, so he's at home right now. <laughs> so up, we're Jay just going to bring you right in. Okay. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. He's alive. Um, <laughs> That's the most. Can I laugh at that? I, I yeah, you can laugh at it. You can oh laugh at it. That's the most. That, that's just ruthless. He's fine. He's ah, fine. <laughs> he might. Who knows? <laughs> oh well, man, I'm glad, I'm glad we're starting this whole thing off being PC, boys. Yes. Well. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> today especially. We, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well. Right. Well, listen. Like we started the show off, uh, Jay will. Today is a monumental day, and we feel like if if this thing goes in the wrong direction today. People are going to be really, really upset today if the Vikings don't make a trade on NFL trade deadline day, Jay Will. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I, I kind of feel like things are going in your direction right now after watching that game against Green Bay over the weekend. I mean, like the big game, Dalvin Cook, obviously four TDs. Just keep punishing Zimmerman, obviously, you know, the dating life is good. The coaching life is seeming good. And just, just make some of the right decisions today. Make some decisions, get some things done, and let's move forward and continue to try to win games. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they do have the Lions on the horizon. This is like one of those fork-in-the-road points in your season. And by the way, you you can listen to a Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, we should mention too, on Score North Radio, AM 1500 here in the Twin Cities from 5 to 9 a.m. Central Down. That's where you can find J. Will spewing takes for hours in the morning. Um, but the the Vikings have kind of reached this fork in the road, and and – do you look at their schedule? They've got Detroit coming up. That could be a win. And then they've got Dallas in a couple weeks and a couple more home games. And so we're sitting here saying, guys, take a step back. Do what the Spurs did in the late 90s. Uh, take your one year of adjustment in the standings. Go draft a franchise changer and then try again next year. We think they might fight back to get to like 7-9 and nine this year. No, no, you, you think that. That's not me. Okay. I think there's a chance they could. But we want them to tank. I mean, can we can we be honest about it? Like, I, I'd be curious to hear what you guys want to do. But I mean, the Lions—that's a game you can win. The Bears, their defense great, but their offense still kind of anemic at times. Yeah. I mean, did you watch what what Matt Nagy and company were doing this weekend between using Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah. It seems like they're confused there. 
Cowboys are the Cowboys right now with Danucci. The Panthers, I know they got Christian McCaffrey back, but okay. I mean, the Jaguars, you could find yourselves in a pretty interesting position. You can't really think, can you? No, you can't. And and that's the thing. This league has had has had uh, some bad teams in the, the past. And, and I've thought that the product itself across the board, Jay Will, has not been great. I don't think I've ever seen, though, this many bad, awful teams. I mean, you've got a handful or slightly more of teams that absolutely, positively just stink. They stink. Oh, trust me. I'm a Giants fan. Oh. I know about teams that stink, okay? Oh. We're in the NFC East. Everybody stinks. I don't even want to talk about last night. I'm going to throw a temper tantrum if I keep talking about it. No, keep but going. That, keep going. Come on, go. I, I, I just I, I, I get mad. Like, today we're in the show and people are talking about, like, well, Dan Graziano was like, yeah, you know, we had a proposal to move the playoffs to 16 teams. I'm like, no! I don't want to see more bad teams in football. <laughs> more marginal teams? I'm talking about who's going to represent the NFC East, the Eagles? Really? The Eagles are going to represent? So, it's, but look, I mean, opportunities like that, like to have a chance to win games, like your schedule is winnable. I mean, I, I, I guess the question I would ask you guys, what do you feel like you want? Are you ready to make, do you want a quarterback? Is that is that the answer for you guys initially? You know, it's funny. We we literally just got so we we debuted a new segment right before you jumped on, and it's uh, it's Declan watches the film, and so Declan gets a couple Corona hard seltzers in him on a Saturday night, and he, in this last weekend he watched BYU's Zach Wilson, and it was, so we just spent fifteen or twenty minutes romanticizing about the idea of whether it's a Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence. I think that ship has probably sailed for the Vikings. There's no way they're going to be worse than the Jets uh, at number one, but. The idea of if you get a guy in here who doesn't make $30 million you know, relative to the salary cap and a guy that's more mobile and can avoid pressure. Jay, well, you look around the NFL right now compared to like 10 years ago. 10 years ago, the quarterbacks people were drafting in their fantasy leagues and the quarterbacks that were starting in postseason games were all almost all classic pocket passers. It was Brady and Manning and it was... It was Big Ben and Matt Ryan and Flacco and these guys that just sit back there and they need an offensive line and uh, and they and they throw darts right. And you look at right now, I would say about half the teams in the league have somebody that can at least scoot out of the pocket like Kyler Murray or Josh Allen and avoid pressure. And so if you don't have one of those guys and 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 the statue pocket passer you have like Kirk Cousins isn't good enough to sit back and throw darts at a high level, then you need to make a change. So that's kind of where we're at. If you if you fix that, the other stuff sort of falls in line, and um, you just have to come to terms with the fact that Kirk Cousins needs to go. That's where we're at. Well, I, look, I, I think for the money he's earning, I, I think for how he is not as mobile as you need him to be, I, I'm with you on that. We had this whole conversation today with Mel Kuyper about, you know, everybody has Trevor Lawrence as a lock to be the first pick in the draft, and he and I were talking about, well, there's still so much more football left to be played, and I know people call him, a generational quarterback, but I mean, have you Justin Justin Fields? I mean, has has he? I think he has seven incompletions, and I think he has nine touchdowns on the season. Like so, but his ability to move around in the pocket, to get out, and to be uncomfortable, but still to hold his poise in the pocket when he needs to. I mean, that that's the kind of that's the kind of dynamic you need in today's NFL. I mean, prime example: look at New England. I mean, look at Cam. Cam can't throw the ball for his life, but he can run. Yeah. Right? So you need that duality in order to be exceptional in today's game. So as a Giants fan, I've got a young QB question for you, Jay Will. Uh, is, I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to let go. 
Is Daniel does Daniel Jones stink or are the Giants actively sabotaging Jones? Because in the case of Darnold, I think we actually have no clue. But I do believe in his case that we can say unequivocally the Jets are sabotaging and ruining Darnold's chance to be successful. Well, I walked away last night watching the game like a crazy fan. Uh, thinking to myself, well, I, I can't ask Jason Garrett. And trust me, I spent a long time in my life laughing at Jason Garrett. Now he's on my team. I'm crying with him, okay? <laughs> um, he did a hell of a job last night mixing up from a play-calling perspective. I watched Joe Judge in our defense, you know, play three safe, three deep. Like, we gave – like, we made Brady move around in the pocket. Okay, check mark for Joe Judge. I watched their O-line. That is pretty much decimated. I watched their O-line hold up. So – I, I don't know how we can self-sabotage, you know, Danny, Danny Dimes. He's not Danny Dimes all the time. It's Danny Dimes some of the damn time. But I understand we have to be patient. But I, I, I'm actually tired of being patient. We're 1-7-2. We're actually competing with the Jets for the worst record. We, the Jets win a game. We're right there. So I, I see all the games that we, you know, games are coming down to the wire. And, yes, should that have been a P.I. call? One million percent. But at the same time, if you throw that ball half a second earlier, that's a two-point conversion. If you don't throw these two ill-advised picks, just throw the ball out of bounds, throw them into the third row. I don't understand the decision-making sometimes for, for Danny. And it just – if Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields are in the top two and you have that selection, how do you not take those two guys? I mean, he has, he has nine interceptions eight games into the season at the midway point. He had 12 last year, guys. He's going to throw more interceptions – this year than he did last year, his rookie year. What does that say? I feel like we could have waited five more minutes on the Danny Dimes nickname. Like I, 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 I like is, I like the alliteration. I feel like we could have waited like an extra five minutes on that last year. This is QB therapy right now. That is <laughs> so helpful to J. Will, Judd, Declan, and Phil. Danny you guys Dimes. have no idea how much I wanted to call it because we we share so much misery together. At least you guys won your game. You guys walked away with Dalvin Cook looking like a hero. I'm over here just left with the ball in my hand saying, what are we doing in life? Uh, Jay Will, the quarterback, the quarterback threw Cousins 14 passes, though. A $96 million quarterback was basically told, you are not part of our game plan, and that's how the Vikings won. You are a jugs machine. Just stand there. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're both in perpetual misery. Uh, hey, be- before we say goodbye, I don't know if you had a chance. I actually haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing yet, but Carl Anthony Towns, uh, he, he posted a video last night on his YouTube channel. And so it's been a hard year for everybody, but for him in particular, he lost his mom unexpectedly. Uh, all of us have lost parents on this show, and so we, we've gone through it um, unexpectedly in most cases. And so he, he pretty much bared his soul on his YouTube channel last night and just talked about how tough this year has been, how he was the one that actually had to make the decision to, uh, to, to take his mom off life support. And so I guess just a general question for you, um, you know, what are your thoughts on him opening up about this stuff and just the tough year? Because we know that you've had a relationship with him in the past and the tough year that he's gone through. Yeah, so I, you know, I've known Jackie and Singer uh, for – since Carl was a freshman in high school. And, um, you know, it's tough because my mother and I have a very similar relationship to how Carl and and Jackie did. And my mom went through two kidney transplants. I've almost lost her last year, multiple times in my life, two times in my life, almost lost her. 
Um, it's still a fight every single day. And um, I know for him, just talking through that raw emotion had to be very challenging. And it's a very challenging time for everybody. Um, a lot of people have lost parents. Um, my, my wife has her grandmother in, in the nursing home. Nobody in their family has been able to see her for, you know, a pretty long time now due to COVID. And um, I, I just, I continue to be in a, in a, in a applaud of Carl for just being honest with his own emotion. And uh, in, in, in a day, guys, where it's so easy uh, through social media and all the chaos going on for a guy like that just to stay quiet and to uh, put himself in the corner and not try to think through it. But that, that's, you know, watching that video, I, it, it continues to just validate to me why he's a leader, right? Like, it, that's not easy to get up on a platform and talk about, but that sets a bar for who you are as a person and how you lead, how you, how you connect with people. And um, I just want, I, I want Carl to win in everything he does in life. And um, it just really touched me. It touches everybody during these times. Well, so what, real quick, what is your, when, when you do hear people around the league, whether it's media people or even just like, like Jimmy Butler was pretty open about this. When, when he gets the, when Towns gets the label as being soft, what's your response to that? Does Carl, does Cat still have to grow? Yes. Yes. Are, are, are there areas in which Carl can get tougher mentally, physically? Yes. I even think he would say that. You know, look, it, it, it's, we, we sit up on our shows every single day, and we see a game, and we automatically go into the, the deeper details of, are we over it or are we not over it? Right? And the reality is that this this is a, as a player, guys, like it's, it's over a span of time. Like I should be allowed some flexibility in growing as a player. And I, I, I battled that with Daniel Jones, right? I, I, I'm not ready to commit Duke on Duke crime yet because I do have to understand that, hey, it's second year. There's time you have to be somewhat patient. Like, you know, a lot, there have been a lot of other great QBs that thrown a lot more picks earlier in their career. It hasn't panned out well, but you still have to give somewhat patience. And I think for Carl, I, I know he's a workhorse. I know he wants it. Can he attain it? Yes, I think he can. Is there room for him to grow? Yes. But I think overall, that winning mentality, I think he has it. I said we need to continue to find the right people around him to help him achieve that. Now, if we're talking three, four years, he hasn't achieved that, then that's egg on face and that's egg on his face. Yeah. But I, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Amen. Duke on Duke crime. This could, no. get, this could get juicy with you and Danny Dimes. It happens. I know we're in the same backyard too. It's not good. It's not, good. <laughs> not enough room for both of you, Jay. Well, Danny, Danny Dimes. <laughs> not enough room. All right, man. Uh, you can find Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin right here in the Twin Cities, five to nine a.m. on Score North Radio, AM fifteen hundred. Uh, Jay Williams, appreciate you, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Look forward to talking to you more about Danny since. <laughs> See ya. Take care. Right, Best of luck to your Giants. Bye, <laughs> Jay Williams. We'll say goodbye. Um, is that? Let me just drop him real quick here. Um, is Danny Dimes like the least warranted nickname well, in professional yeah. sports? Right I think now? I heard it from you when we we were doing the show last year, and I'm like, what? And you're like, yeah, that that's what people call him. I heard it from Cunningham last year for the first time, and then it became a thing because like, he had a couple. Why? Of games. <laughs> why did this even? Like, I get why, but like. Yeah, can we slow the roll? <laughs> it reminds me of, in terms of unwarranted nicknames, we've talked about this guy on our show before. Yep. J.D. Durbin. 
Former yes. Twins prospect had like a 90 RA in the big league. But he gave that to himself, you told the me. The real deal. But he gave the himself that, deal. right? <laughs> like, that's stupid. But I think that D- Danny Dimes came from, I think, from the outside, right? I guess. It's like, oh. are you serious? And by the way, you are a, to J. Wells' point, a Duke quarterback, all right? Like, you did nothing in college that gets me to a point of being, oh, I saw, oh, I saw your game. Yeah. It's Duke! And then there's also, there's, there's Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, which, like, Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Right. And he, he, you know, MVP a couple of years ago, whatever. But Matty Ice, like ah, the Falcons blow quite a few leads. They blew a four touchdown lead in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that eh. Patriots Super Bowl was not ice. <laughs> no, that was something. That was <laughs> peeing down your pant leg. Hey, on Towns, quickly. So, Phil, to your question, I watched that entire thing last night, and it was impactful. Like it's really mm-hmm. well, it's really well done, and it's really hard to watch. But I think the conversation after watching that, and to be clear, so no one misjudges what I say here. To be clear, this is a compliment, all right? Carl Anthony Town strikes me as incredibly intelligent. Like, he's really smart. Yeah, I think that's true. He is incredibly compassionate. Um, He clearly, and he talked about this, like you said, made the decision to pull the plug on his mom, who was his hero, all right? Yeah. But I think that we can't confuse someone who lives their life like he does, which is as a compassionate, really intelligent, making decisions that business-wise might be good, like like in life. Like in life, it's tough. I don't think we can confuse that with with sports, which I think requires you to put your compassion away completely. I mean, Jimmy Butler, to me, and I, I don't think he's dumb. I think he's smart. But. On the court, he has no compassion. Like, I don't think he has the ability to know what compassion is when playing mm-hmm. sports. Yeah. I think Carl does. So so I think the difference here is, can Carl actually hit an off switch? I actually think there's, there's sort of two things here that you're hitting on. And the first one is is a criticism of Carl that I will bring to the table. I don't think he has enough Jimmy Butler in him on the basketball court. I don't think he has enough move on to the next play, just go impose your will. Right. Uh, referees be damned. Like, you don't see Jimmy Butler bitching at officials nearly as often as some other players. Like, he's just locked in and ready to pounce on the next play. And he's he's very basketball mentally tough in that way. And he's and I think Jimmy Butler is just a mentally tough guy in life, period. Mm-hmm. On the, on the, def, the, the uh, to defend Carl Anthony Towns in his personality, I think we have a toxic masculinity problem in this country in a lot of ways, in and outside of sports, where, you know, there's still this this mantra and this image that you need to be you need to swallow your emotions and if you want to be a real man you you can't show compassion you need to swallow your emotions yep. and in reality that's just not true for one um i think um i think it's more manly if you will to be comfortable showing your emotions and to be comfortable expressing different sides of yourself and empathizing with people and connecting with people than it is to put a wall up and be a man right like right. that i i think that's sort of shifting in a lot of ways and Carl is definitely on the emotional scale. He's an emotional guy. He's a he's more of a touchy feely guy. Right. And you have to coach and handle him differently if you're Ryan Saunders and Gerson Rosas than you would a Jimmy Butler. Right. Tom Thibodeau never really figured that out because Tom Thibodeau is more of the he's more of the toxic masculinity guy. And I'm not saying that can't work in sports too. I think it works in football all the time. But but Carl needs to be coached and connected with differently than right. other players. And I think they've got the right infrastructure around him. But he also has to come halfway. And he has to be able to, during a bad call in the third quarter, like 
don't throw your hands up and sit down there. Dude, go down and get a block and bring it back the other way. Right. That's my criticism. But of can he get there? Right, and I don't know. I think he can. I think he can. The, I hope so. The difference to me between Cat and Butler is very, very simple. If it's game six of the finals and I'm playing against them and I go up for the ball and I come down and my leg snaps, Butler will look at me and be like, ah, too bad, and go make a play. Carl would look and actually stop. Like, I don't, I don't think... I think Carl's compassion, and I think the way that Carl thinks. Again, my question is: Is there an off switch to that? Because Butler doesn't care. Like, if I get hurt, Jimmy Butler is going to look, smirk, and run, and go play. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm trying to think of other guys in the NBA too that have just been more on the like a lot of the best players in the NBA that you think of historically. Are sort of sociopaths, right? Jordan. Like Michael Jordan's a sociopath. Yes. Kobe's a sociopath. Yes. Was mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Butler? LeBron James is a little bit more like Towns personality-wise than some of those other guys, mm-hmm. and that's been something that people have criticized him for. Mm-hmm. That he cares too much about what people think, or he's just he's trying too much to get teammates involved, right? KG, a little bit more of a sociopath. He's going to go out there a and, lot more. Yeah. Yes, um, and so can you? Can you? Can you win at the top level in the NBA with a personality like Carl Anthony Towns? I think you can, but I still th- I think he need as Jay Will said he needs to get he needs to evolve in certain ways and he needs to get basketball tougher in certain yeah. ways. And you know what? Sometimes whether you're a basketball player or you do anything else for a living, when crap happens in your life, it actually hardens you in a good way in some ways and makes you better. In those other areas. He's only 24 years old. We kind of forget that because he was drafted as a 19-year-old kid. That dude is 24 years old and is going through some things in life that ideally you wouldn't go through until you're, you know, 15, 20 years older, if not further along. And so it'll it will be interesting to see how these life events change him, not only as a human, but also as a basketball player and a teammate. The shame to me is that Butler did not look at Cat and say, I'm going to help you. Yeah, I agree Instead with that. of, I've got no time for you. Yeah, and that's also uh, the knock on Tom Thibodeau, too, is that like those guys, Jimmy Butler made the right decision for Jimmy Butler, and he went to the NBA Finals, but those guys didn't look at Carl Anthony Towns and say, oh, my God, if we can just tweak you exactly. here and there, right? No patience. So, well, I, I, I also, you know, and I also think, too, and he talked, he talked about this in the video, is the fact that I'm 24 years old, and I am finally now becoming an adult. And, and he even he compares that, you know, his sister, who's significantly older than him, and I can touch on that too, being the youngest of four kids and having a humongous gap between, or, or more of an untraditional gap between me and my oldest sibling, that like he's finally becoming an adult. He's finally becoming a mature person, and he doesn't now get to experience that or show that to his mom. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's equally as heartbreaking. So, like, when someone is still, still 25 years old and can he get to that next level? Yes. When someone like LeBron James pulls a stunt and does the decision, on ESPN, and he goes back and looks back like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. And he's 25, 26 years old. So, yes, I, it's not Kirk Cousins where it's, he's 32 and he won't get to the next step because he's 32. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is 24, 25 years old, and he can still get to the next step. Yeah. Amen. Um, boys, hold on. Oh, wait. Oh. Randy in Cottage Grove. Uh, yeah. Randy. What's going on, Randy? Feeling great. Um, and 
a whole new season is now how it feels to me. Uh, that was compelling and uh, impressive, wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, yeah, it was Del- Delvin Cook was amazing. I I will say oh, they, they were all they were all amazing. I I I, I was uh, expecting to you know do a different sort of a stable, but I, I I've uh, I've been energized. Well, I mean, not to pick nits here. I just I don't want to start anything, but I Uh-oh. feel like I saw on your Twitter account, which I believe is at Randy Vikes sixty nine. Sixty nine. Uh, yeah. I believe uh, I believe I saw you tweeting before the game that you are now on the lose every game bandwagon that you were rooting for them actively to lose that game against the Packers and every other game so that they could get a better draft pick and so it seems like you've kind of pulled a 180 in your stance now that they've yeah. beat Green Bay well, for, uh, because it was convincing uh, well, for, uh, I was on that uh, uh, train as you say uh, before I saw that the effort in the clear turnaround that Zim was able to put together from a bunch of, I never said they weren't talented. Uh, You know, I I was just concerned they weren't letting Zim work his, uh, work his, work his art, work his magic. And uh, I mean, what what did you see that? To me, that was a, that's a hell of a football school. I mean, the Packers were were good. I I see no reason. That Packers defense was great. They got some, they got some, some playmakers on that defense that the Smith and the other Smith, they're both good. Right, we, that, we just imposed our will for 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 four quarters, and uh, a complete effort. And so, uh, I, I do. I, I it's not a one eighty as much as it's a, 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 a you know, sort of a, a reassessment of of the of the fortunes hmm. of this squad and the ceiling they have is a lot higher. Yeah, I just pulled up pulled up your Twitter account here at Randy Vikes sixty nine here. Hear it. Let's see here, October thirty first. So you started tweeting. Over the weekend, uh, here's one in all caps: "Go Packers." Yeah, well, Want to explain that, that one. That was because at the at the moment, the thought was that the best route forward for us is going to be to to lose and and go go ahead for one of those big studs at the top of the board. Uh, I'm not so sure. After what I saw, Kirk looked magnificent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were poised. Well, it was a team effort. I didn't see Kirk turn it over. Did you? No, Kirk was great in that game. Uh, you also tweeted, for the rest of the year, I choose for us really to lose. If our guys lose tomorrow, they will be studs in my stable. We need to lose today. I like that, Randy. I like this. That's what I thought until I saw it. What And they are studs. That doesn't change a thing. There's, in fact, there's a lot of studs uh, from that effort. Uh, but but you know, if you have a bone to pick with, do you think we can't run the table now? Absolutely. Looks like you ran the table on a bottle of Jack Daniels Tennessee Fire. <laughs> That's good. It's according real. to your still, Twitter account. He's still going, I bet. Seven shots of Jack Daniels oh, I, no, Tennessee I cashed, Fire. I, I cashed that. It's not still going. I cashed that. It's gone. Uh, that, that, that goes down. What you drinking now? Uh, it doesn't matter because I'm on furlough. So, look, the, the, the reality is that that was a team effort. A lot of the true fans called me out, and, that, and they were right. They said, Randy. Uh, you got to take a look at this squad. They still got something left in the tank, and they, and they sure do. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and do the stable unless you don't want it. Fire up the. No, uh, we'll, we'll take the stable. Oh, no, we music. want it. Yeah, you want me to hit the. I, I, listen, I'm, 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 I'm flying the, the plane today. So. Yeah. All right. Is, okay, just to be clear, is this a stud stable? Yeah, but, well, yeah they need to. Now, now the whole ship is changed direction. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, they're, they're gonna, they can win out. 
They can win out. Oh, all right. Who can't they beat? I mean, we only have so much time in the show yeah. here, so why don't we just give it back to you? This is Randy and Cottage Grove's stud stable after a Vikings victory over the Packers. I grab my my page here. Um, this is the game against the Packers at Lambeau Field, by the way. This is a stud stable because we won. Mm-hmm. First off, this guy, the biggest stud of the day for sure, because he did some really, really nice things out there. And I'm talking about you, Irv Smith Jr. You were blocking. You were throwing your weight around. Everyone wants to, you know, to knob on Delvin. But Irv, you were the guy. You were out there rolling and, and, and getting it, making those lanes open. So, Irv Smith, you're stud. Let's go over to the defense. I saw a lot of really nice plays from this guy, and I love what he's doing with his facial hair, too. This is Harrison Smith. Oh, He's a bruiser. We're not going to trade his ass. Someone said trade him. No, uh-uh. Harrison, you're a stud. Back over to the offense now. Here's a guy who absolutely saw all the lanes when he was out there, and it was really fun to watch him fly. They even gave him a little handoff at the goal line. Didn't quite get in, but I love the way he moves and shifts. C.J. Ham, you're a stud. He does move and shift mm-hmm. very nicely. C.J. How about Hamm. the guy under center who everybody wanted to call his ass out and say he's got to not throw all these you know, interceptions and, and fumble them? Well, he didn't do that, did he? protected that football and that's what the pros do you came out on top and you bested number 12 because you're better qb overall and that's kirk cousins he's a stud hmm. yeah, 14 pass attempts i mean it was a perfect use of it, kirk cousins. Yeah, the, yeah he didn't even he didn't even throw a pass more than 10 was, yards in the air they didn't really ask him to do much in fairness excuse me, excuse me. he was efficient okay yeah. uh, stop stop the, the song <laughs> wow what what who, who is this talking wow it's jeff and jeff Okay, listen, this isn't the kind of stable that you, the flow is all goofed up. I, I can't. I, I come in here trying to pump the guys up. They did a hell of a job. And, you know, and you guys, you know, want to tank, tank for this, tank for that. I, I was wrong. Okay, I, now I've seen the light. I see a really good team that can absolutely run the table. You say, can they go eight and eight? Uh-uh. No, they, they might go eleven and five. They might win the division. The Packers are are, are, are not good. You know, and and the Lions stink. And the Bears are a, are a mirage. We, we, we absolutely, you know, are going to make the playoffs. And, and, and who cares who's there to, for the quarterbacks in the draft? Because we got a good one. You know, 14, 14 passes. Who cares if that's how many he threw? You think anybody that has a knock on that? If, if he didn't, you know, we won. Okay, we won big. We look great. And, 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 and the more I think about it, you got to get off Zim and, and give, him some, give him some hope. Pump him up. And, and tell these guys, you know, they, they, you got what it takes, okay? You got what it takes, and we're going to rattle off a few wins here. Skull. Oh. There I think the victory shots are still flowing for Randy that's uh, what after I, Sunday. That's what I tried to say, but he, he claims the bottle's empty. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and guess that when he wakes up in the morning, he pours himself a big old bowl of Frosted Flakes and fills that bowl with Yag. Mm. Oh. I would, I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it one bit. But he's excited now, from tank to run the table. Boy. All right. Well, that was that was the Randy and Cottage Grove <laughs> stud table. I blacked out there for a minute. Did he even mention Dalvin Cook? 
just when he said that people wanted to do something. Oh, that's album. right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he <laughs> said something. I just won't say again because it's. That's right. He snuck it he in. He didn't say that. It was very subtle. I'll leave that on the podcast. Maybe not for the five o'clock. Yeah, he, he just sort I'll of admit that. Part. He sort of worked yeah. that word in there very quickly. Oh, very, very. All right. Well, we're gonna take a minute to. Reset ourselves and he had you. By the way, it's a first. He had you stop the music. Listen, he calls us production shots. Okay, he does. We're just here to produce the segment however he needs it to be produced. That's why we're just as someone who produced for Mackie and Judd. I'm just a pawn in the game here, you know. So, so when someone (laughs) says to do it, you just do it. Stop the music. All right, we're gonna we're gonna pause quickly. We're gonna catch our breaths and uh, pour ourselves some shots of Yag potentially, (laughs) and then we'll we'll wrap with our friend Patrick Royce. All right, we've uh, we've got Pat indoctrined into our new technological setup here. Uh, what's going on with you, Pat? What's happening in your world today? I got to ask you guys a question about this steam yard. Is it steam yard? Uh, steam yard? steam yard is Judd's late nights uh, chat room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if a fella, I pay dearly for it, Pat. If a fella decides to go down to Florida for ten days, uh-huh. I can just do this, right? Yeah, pretty much. What yes. A country. Unbelievable. <laughs> Ain't technology grand, Royce? <laughs> yes. Now, of course, I, how about over in that other studio where the mayor holds forth? Is that they're probably not hooked up. No, here's the good. Okay, this is really yeah. inside baseball, but so uh, yours truly spent like a month working with those guys, teaching them all of that technology, and and so. We're ba- all we have to now. We just have to get. This is funny. We ta- we taught them all this technology. We're just waiting on Joe to figure out how to download Chrome as a browser on his home computer. <laughs> That's the whole. I up. did that. <laughs> so even I tension, can do that. I can tell you this: that the tension in the mayor's house before the election yesterday, uh, considering uh, Mrs. Soutere is a bit of a hardcore DFLer, just like I am. Uh, the mayor had to come in and do it live. In the city. Oh, really? He had he he wasn't driven. It wasn't the virus that chased him out. It was his bride chased him out. So, <laughs> Poor guy. That's the first time for him. Imagine, I can't imagine what it's like there today. Wow, that's a that's impressive. Such yes, finally is. came in during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, he was in uh, two weeks ago too, so we were very okay. proud to see him. Nice, nice. So uh, yeah, it's so, hard to uh, it's hard to talk a lot of sports today with uh, the the balance well, of the country hanging. Hold on a second. Hold, wait, wait, wait. Just hold on one bleeping second. The trade deadline for the National Football League's at three p.m. The balance of the Vikings' future. That is what we're worried about right now. In other words, all you guys who wanted them to unload everybody, that was the worst thing that ever happened to you yesterday, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Sunday in in Green Bay. They looked. Not only did they win. The defense looked competent. Ezra Cleveland looked competent. This Wonum, he came in and got a tackle. I I don't think any changes are required. Let's go. Look so at this. no, go. I I did catch. I caught enough of Royce Unchained yesterday. I think Pat and I are on the same wavelength in that. Now that they won this game against the Packers, and you look at their schedule coming up, they got the Lions. The Bears are just. I mean, the Bears always beat the Vikings. It seems like, but the Bears are very beatable and broken. They've got the Dallas Cowboys at home, Carolina at home, Jacksonville at home, another game against Detroit, another game against Chicago later on, Pat. So there, yeah. there, there is an actual path to like seven, eight wins here if they get oh, their act together. Yes, they could run the table. 
Oh, he's, he's on the same page as Randy. Randy in Cottage Grove just said that. We laughed. Who did they play? Who's who's left that they're certain to lose to? I would say Tampa. They're they're probably going to lose yeah, to Tampa. Yeah, right. Probably. Although Tampa had to work very hard last night to beat the yeah. beat the poor ass Giants. So uh, the Saints. By the, the way, Saints I got a tough big beat. trouble. I like Daniel Jones. Everybody else, they were people went crazy. I said I'd take him over twenty NFL quarterbacks. He's playing with a bunch of stiffs. And he's an athlete. He throws it pretty good, but people got mad at me. They think he's terrible. They that's think a hot he's take. We should have. That's we, a very hot take. We, so we debuted uh, Dex's film reviews today. We should have Pat and Declan break down the all twenty-two of some of these guys and just just have it be a full hour every Monday. I think we what we did agree on with Danny Dimes though, Pat, is that we may have been a little early with the nickname Danny Dimes. We we might have wanted to wait five more minutes to let his career play out. That is true. I'm not saying he's the second coming, but, you know, he's, and he was drafted, what, high, sixth overall, right? Sixth overall. Something like that. Something like that. But he's he's not the complete stiff that was going to get Gettleman fired 10 minutes after he drafted him. I think Gettleman's got one of big Gettleman's biggest problems. He looks like me. He's just a big <laughs> fat guy wandering around, no hair. He looks like a complete idiot. He's old school. And uh, that's, you know, people, yeah, wh- why'd we get this guy? We don't want him. We want somebody yeah. else. We want a skinny uh, 35 year old, good looking GM. 35 year old moron. That's what we want. <laughs> Who thinks about <laughs> offense. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's true. That it is, is true. it is kind of funny though. If, if you guys have heard any of Mike McCarthy's press conferences this year, he's oh. he's using like analytical terms and justifications bigger and than stuff. Ever though, he is bigger than Mac ever. is and bigger is. than ever. Yeah, that's not healthy. I, by the way, I found some guy yesterday who might have put on more in the pandemic than me. Reavers, <laughs> he look at me. He has got the. You know what we used to call that? The bay window. He's got the bay window. <laughs> <laughs> Man, why? I can, you know, I can handle getting, you know, fat and old and slower and all that stuff. But he's got the young family, the gorgeous wife. Come on, let's get our act together. Do you here. feel Come like? On. Do you feel like Reavers? Reavers' lifestyle during the quarantine period is going to lead to some sort of midlife crisis intervention. <laughs> I, I think so. I think they're going to have to. Uh, do you think it changed much uh, from the before they, uh, the pandemic, Phil? I think. Uh, I think it's. Uh, we're about uh, two weeks away from the gastric bypass if you don't slow down. So, anyway. Did you call it the Bay Window? The bay window, they used to call that the bay window. Yes, I, is that term used? <laughs> no, I've never heard it before. I absolutely you got love a, it. Back 1963, Foley, you'd hear the adults tell each other, "Boy, you're getting the bay window." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, Grunge Logic's doing pretty well with with sponsors. It's possible that Reavers is just angling for a gastric bypass endorsement for six months. <laughs> that could be. That could be <laughs> trying to compete with Rook so, on that. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't talk to you guys about this, but uh, the great Julio Bacare died on Sunday. The uh, Twins, uh, you know, not exactly an original twin because they let him go in the expansion draft, and then he came back here on June second, uh, and then he hit the famous grand slam on July July fourth. Big buddy at Tony's, and uh, I was uh, very sad to see it because I got to know him pretty well. He was a hell of a guy, man. Sold. Uh, Sold suits at Dayton's for 30 years. Wow. Really? Downtown? And, and it, yeah, downtown. 
Yeah, he was downtown most of the time. Nice. And there was, uh, he was, uh, you know, just, I got all kinds of emails from people saying, yeah, I bought a suit from him. He's a great guy. You know, That's amazing. Of course, I didn't buy my suits at Dayton's because they didn't have enough X's. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so. Isn't it amazing, though, like in, in that era of professional sports that you would be this famous athlete, baseball player, football player, and then you'd have a job at Dayton's <laughs> or, or somewhere else in the offseason. Like Bill Brown, your jobs. In the offseason. Well, you know, Bob Allison's nickname was Bubble Up. And the, the twins, a couple of the twins officials, Jimmy the Robertson boys, gave him that nickname because he worked for Coca-Cola bottling 10 minutes after he got here. He went down, you know, and he was one of the first twins to move here And after they moved in 60. And he went over and saw Tom Moore Bottling Company. They sold Coca-Cola. And he worked for them for, you know, 30 years. But he worked. Hell, you know, if they had a day off, he'd go in the office. It's, uh, it is amazing. Football players are really the interesting guys to work with. They made no money. Yep. They, you know, they'd kill themselves and make no money. What would Kirk do? If Kirk had to get a job outside of playing QB for the Vikings, what would Kirk do? I think he would probably join the... The, I think he probably joined the family church, right? Doesn't his dad, I think his yeah. dad runs a church of some kind. I was going to say kind of a, you know, he'd be. Uh, he'd, be he'd be like Joel, football Joel Osteen or something. Joel Osteen, he would. He'd be Joel Osteen. What would he preach? And just a Ball security? <laughs> what would he preach? Okay, if there's two minutes left and the pressure is on, get off the field of life. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to the Vikings, as you guys wanted to uh, right off the bat. I mean, if if they can block somebody and run, he obviously can't run 30 times a game for the rest of the year. But we saw that Zim is willing to tell Kubiak. Now, Kubiak always loved to run the ball, too. Yeah. So this is what we're going to see, right? This is, yeah. you know, where, yeah. unless they get behind two touchdowns, old Kirk better get his, might as well count on handing off because uh, that takes more pressure off Zim. and. Uh, and his defense and everything else. So who, uh, this Wanham kid, Wonham kid, you know, a week ago, this draft where they had 15 guys in didn't look that good. But now they all of a sudden, Cleveland looked good. This kid looked good. They might have some players. Pat, was that, so Mike Zimmer's been here for what, six, seven seasons, whatever it's been. Just based on the fact that at one point they had seven rookies on the field at the same time. They've got all, they've got Daniil Hunter's out. All these stud players are out. Was that his best defensive masterpiece considering the circumstances. Yeah, I think he did really have a big advantage because of the wind blowing 30 miles an hour, but, you know, so they couldn't, you know, run by one of these cornerbacks and then have Rogers throw him a, a 40 yard pass. But yeah, I would say so. I mean, after considering our expectations, after seeing what Rogers did to him in here the first time, and he had Devontae back, what what is astounding about it is Devontae had such a big day, and they still uh, they still shut down the rest of them pretty good. The Packers are a flawed flawed team, though they're not that good defensively. They are. I feel like the boxing analogy is, and you probably be able to to give me the exact comp. But hey, if if they've got the reach advantage and they're feeling good, and they get out to an early you know two three round lead, they're smooth sailing. If they get smacked yes. in the face in the first round or second round, or a team can run the ball, they're screwed. Well, the first half was incredible. What do we have? Four possessions? Yep. Yes. That <laughs> yeah, was amazing. I mean, 
basically the the Packers got the ball back for what one play at the end of the first mm-hmm. the, the first half. But beyond that, you get, it is amazing. I mean, Dantzler's took twelve minutes to 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 attend to him, so that slowed it down. But it is amazing how fast an NFL game can go if you have long drives featuring lots of runs and no incomplete passes. It's great. But there was uh there was uh one uh the other day, uh what it went two fifty five or something like that, the uh one of one of their games because the 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 quarterback didn't throw any incompletions and they ran the ball and they can go in a hurry compared to your average college game, which oh. takes four hours. Speaking of which, yeah. we, have, we have breaking news here. Do you want to, you got the you want to read the Wisconsin thing, John? Oh no, go ahead. Okay. I was going to ask about the topic. Oh, so real quick, Wisconsin just announced their game against Purdue on Saturday will not be played, and they now have twenty seven active COVID cases in the program, all of them in the last ten days, fifteen players and twelve staff members. Are we now? Uh, are we uh, investigating as to who started this, or is it just? Are they having, are they having classes there where they actually attend? What's what's what we do? We know what's going on over there. I don't know. They 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 have not had the same strict rules, nope. you know, in their public that we've had in the past when we had our more more strict guidelines. But on campus, uh, I mean, this this is up to the Badgers to keep them from getting it right to, to, to try to restrict them. So I don't know, Graham Mertz. Goes twenty two, twenty three. He's in Madison. There's a lot of coets running around. He's had the greatest <laughs> debut ever. He's a good looking young man. Uh, I got a hunch. Maybe he did social distance. He I might don't. tell you it was worth it too. Graham <laughs> might say, you know what? Yeah, I got sick. Our season's done. Yeah, it was. Up. It was worth it. We had a chance to go to the college football playoff, and now we're not even going to play enough games to qualify to win the West. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, not only, by the way, not only can the Vikings make the playoffs, the Gophers can still win the West. Yes. It's bad to say they can still win the West. Illinois is terrible. Purdue's not that good. They got some cases. Nebraska's, yeah, there's – there's, the nobody on their, there's nobody on their schedule. If they go five and three, they can win the West. I was terrible. They have no offense. That by the, by the way, I think this is the end of Ference, don't you? Oh, it should be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I, I I'm think, shocked that he didn't get fired after the the racial no, stuff that came out. Oh, last. he's a racist. Yeah. He, he was trying to set up his son to be his replacement. That ain't happening. No. His, uh, no. his kid is apparently a jerk. So. I got to think that he's out of there. I know where they're going to get their coach, too. But Where's that? Hour and a half north. Matt Campbell, I'll bet. Mm. The guy the guy from Iowa State. Sure. He's he's amazing. The Gophers, if, if, they, if they can just tighten up that defense, Royce, just a wee <laughs> little bit, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, I will admit that. Uh, that uh, it's hard to play defense when you don't have any – Anybody who even approaches being a star, right? One out of the 11 has got to be a standout, right? Yeah. And uh, last night, too, at the end of that game, Antoine Winfield Jr., he kind of stumbled into a nice play there, but he makes the game-sealing play on the two-point conversion. Uh, Tyler Johnson had a catch last night. Carter Coughlin had a sack uh, of Tom Brady. I 
my guy, uh, my guy uh, Daniel Jones was late throwing that pass, and when it shouldn't be pass interference when they hit you in the arm with the pass, right? When you're the defender, I uh, I am surprised they uh, overruled it though, aren't you? Did you see the end of it? Yes, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it it, yeah. it did. He it got did there feel a like. tad early. He got there a tad early. Let's yeah. just let's just go back to how things went for about the first four or five weeks. Let's get rid of all these flags and the holding calls. Like we're back yeah, to oh, that, that crap. Great. I don't want that. That was that was great. What you you know like what they they had one weekend when there were seven holding penalties in a league or some damn thing, and now they're uh, now we now we're back to being crazy. They just have to have somebody like me get in there before every game and said, don't, if there's any doubt in your mind, if you're not 100%, don't throw a flag. Yeah. Well, don't actually, throw a flag. Dude, the, the announcers last night made a comment. Uh, they brought up, listen, on pass interferences, these referees have been told if there's any doubt at all, it's not a penalty, and they and at that point they've been huddling for like a half hour. Yeah, it's like and I think it was game. Greasy was like, if there's any doubt, you're probably huddling too long at this point. So yeah. well, plus the guy who threw that flag, it was like four seconds late on Winfield too. Yeah, he just that there, you know. So if you waited to throw the flag, then you have doubt, right? Yes, so I think I think Patrick's instruction was almost don't throw the flag. <laughs> Well, it would be if it was uh, not on the public airways. It would be. It would be <laughs> hey, boys, numerous. come here. What, Mr. Icy? Supervisor <laughs> of officials, don't throw the bleeping flags. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I guess uh, I saw Rookie send out a uh, thing. He waited to vote till Election Day, being a good Trumper that he is. And they're lined up. Uh, like crazy out in South St. Paul. Some people are uh, saying but, that the lines look longer because everyone's socially distancing. So oh, that, but, yeah, maybe mm. that's it. Too. But you know, I mean, what we got? We got sixty percent as many votes as there were in the election last time already, already in in possession. But this is not going to go smoothly, boys. No, no this is <laughs> no, not, no, not at all. Not going to go smoothly. No. If if the if if. Uh, I got a new name for him, Donald J. Vile. If DJV uh, loses, he's going to have to get dragged out by his heels, I'm afraid. It's uh, it's not going to be good. Yeah, it is. Uh, my my biggest question is if he if and how he does lose, let's say, how quickly until we have, like, a Trump news channel pop up? Oh. 2000, like, are, are we talking 2021, like, just an alternative media? It is in the oh, works right now. It's in the works right yeah. now. Because Fox and Friends, he called in this morning, uh, you know, for a half hour. I was reading a summary and blah, 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 and the usual. And then he spent five minutes ripping Fox for having Biden and Obama hit, uh, sound bites on there and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> not like the old days. You wouldn't have done that, he said. So, Man. he does none of this fair and balanced crap, yeah. okay? Well, <laughs> well, buckle up. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens in the I, next couple of days. This is one of those nights when I wish I still drank. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, so it's not going to be a problem. Well, Back Pat- in the day, I'd get my nice bottle of Tangeray, go down the basement with just a little bit of tonic, and sit there and get hammered and wear it on television. So. Well, listen, Pat, <laughs> we we don't advise this. We don't want you to fall off the wagon after four decades. But if you do, if you do, capture it on video for content purposes. All right. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, maybe I should go buy a bottle of Tagray and send out a video. <laughs> trying not to. If it looks like Trump's going to win, I'm going to say, I'm trying not to, but I don't know. It might be empty in the morning. Do you know how many hits that would get on social media? Oh. Yeah, would it be worth thirty bucks for a bottle of John Gray? Probably. Yeah. I'll chip in ten. Yeah, I'll chip in yeah. ten. Okay, you got down to twenty. I'll get the other twenty. Yeah. Oh, All right, gentlemen, go Steam Yard. All right, Steam Yard. Thanks, Pat. Right. This one's for Steam Yard. That's rapping with Royce. Steam Yard late night. Oh, Nothing man. like it. Wow. <laughs> 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 All right, that's you a wrap. Must be eighteen to enter Steam Yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a wrap on this. Uh, NFL trade deadline edition of the Maggie and Judd show. We'll see you guys. And just, and just to throw it out there, if you've made it this far in, uh, we appreciate it. And, uh, and whatever happens, we're here for you. We're still going to be recklessly speculating on Vikings things. And, uh, we'll still be pumping out shows the rest of the week. And don't forget to check out purple daily, Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com plus our two YouTube channels, youtube.com slash purple daily podcast and youtube.com slash score north MN. You can help us by clicking the subscribe button on both of those. We'll see you guys tomorrow. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's simple truth, Turkey for 40 or a Murray's baked brie for two bakers has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup. So you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last bakers fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.